Good evening, everyone. It's an incredible to be here with all of you this evening for a variety of reasons. First of all, I think Avi and I have only known each other, you know, for, I don't know how long. Avi, how long have we known each other for? Maybe a year? Maybe a year. We met the first time in person when Avi made the trip down to Baltimore for our Siyamam and Seches Yivamas. And it made a tremendous Roshem on me and a tremendous Roshem on our, on our Hebra. And it was there that Avi presented me with probably what was one of the most beautiful gifts I've ever received, which was a handwritten summary of all of the ideas and moments in the shear, moments in the shear that I had delivered some type of idea, meticulously arranged in a little gray fabric uh, folder. And it was incredible. It was also an incredible Moser Haskell. It got me a little bit nervous because I could imagine that something similar is waiting for me after 120. When I see Akadish Baruch Hu, he's going to tell me, you spent this amount of time doing this, this amount of time doing that. And uh, the accounting is going to be quite specific. But there are certain people you meet in this world. Let me say it differently. People create friendships over all kinds of things. People create friendships over shared sports teams, shared recreational events. People create relationships because they hail from the same geographic region. And those are all wonderful and beautiful and nice. But there is nothing purer in this world than a relationship that is forged in Torah. Only Torah. I don't know what baseball team Avi likes or what football team he roots for or what he enjoys doing in his free time. But I know that we have a shared love of the Ribbono Shalom's Torah. And that is the basis and the entirety of our friendship. So Avi, I want to tell you again that I love you. And I appreciate having you in my life. And I appreciate knowing that there's someone else who I'm learning with, even though at a geographic distance, it warms my heart because the beauty of Torah, we'll talk about this more in just a moment, but the beauty of Torah in general is the power for it to be a koach ha'ma'achid, an incredible glue, something that brings the fabric of Kali Yisrael together, a Jew from Baltimore and a Jew from Edison, New Jersey, steiging over the same blot Gemara, something incredible. So Avi, I want to thank you for your friendship. And I want to thank you for the love that I feel coming through every single one of our interactions. And please know that our tefillahs are with Josh and with every single one of the precious soldiers of the Israel Defense Forces. I also want to recognize and say, Bishos Yemar Dasar and Melitsky. I just have to tell you something, this Kehila, you, you hit the jackpot. You absolutely hit the jackpot. The, I, I now count myself amongst the cadre of older Rabbanim. <laughs> so whenever I see new, younger, emerging Rabbanim with excitement, you know, that excitement that says, I'm going to give 27,000 shiurim, and I'm going to be there for every single person and be there. And you know, like when you get a little bit older and cynical, you're like, oh, sure. But you don't say that because that youthful exuberance and that excitement that your Rav has. I can tell you, he has one mission and one mission only which is to infuse as much spirituality, to infuse as much ruchnias, to infuse as much tvekas as all of you are willing to receive. So the more you open your hearts to him, the more he will be able to give you. And I give your Rav a tremendous bracha, berchos hadyot, that Rav you should be zochem, to lead this kill. You have hard shoes to follow, Rav Luban, 
Again, I remember Rabbi Lubav from my days in RPRY. I think he shushed me too, actually. But, um, but you have very large shoes to fill. Baruch Hashbaruch should give you and your mishpacha incredible siyat to the Shmaya. Oz, Chachma, Gvura, Bina, and Das to take this kihila higher and higher. You should be a source of nachas to them. They should be a source of nachas to you. And the Mirat Hashem, this entire Kila Kiddosh should be a source of nachas to the Ribbona Shalom. I also want to say how nice it is that my parents came from East Brunswick, New Jersey to, uh, to, to be here with us tonight. And my brother, who I know, my brother is the local celebrity here of Edov Silver Baruch Hashem, and my, my nephew Maishi who's here as well. And how wonderful it is. It's always very special to come back to Edison. I've always got to see a couple of faces, Baruch Hashem, from my youth from my earlier years, and it's beautiful, because the truth is, I remember what this community was. And now you come back here in Baruch Hashem, it's booming and it's flourishing and it's exciting. And to see that list of people who are going ahead and finishing Seder Nashim, it's absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. But halavai, Emir Hashem, by the time we get to Mesachas Nazikin, that list should Emir Hashem be tripled. For a community this size, one side of a page is not enough. It's gotta be multiple pages. Oh, we live in a generation where Torah is accessible. Where you have a background, you don't have a background. You can read Hebrew, you can't read Hebrew. It doesn't make a difference. Whatever level you are on, whatever your skill set is or is not, Torah is accessible to all of us, and we have to take advantage. Where else could it be? You know, I mentioned this. I was, I was looking to participate in the Dafyomi Siyum in Ramapet Shemesh just this past Wednesday night, actually in Rabbi Rosner's, in Rabbi Rosner's Kehillah. And I told over the story that there was a man in my kahila, Saibaik. Man in my kahila who never learned, never learned before in his life for a variety of different circumstances. And then at the age of 71, decided that he was going to go ahead and start the dafyomi. At the age of 79, 80, he made a siyamashas. And at 80 and a half, he passed away. And I thought, you know, the Gemara says, Yishkan alone b'sha'achas. There are some people who acquire the entire meaning of life in a moment. There are some people who it takes a couple of months. There are some people who are able to redeem an entire life in seven and a half years. So if a man with no background could decide at the age of 71 to begin to learn the Rebbe Shalom's Torah, then Allah has come come all the more so the ability and the opportunity we have. Torah is sweet. Torah is beautiful. Torah is Hashem Tamimah Meshivas Nafesh. There is nothing better in this world than a beautiful blot of Gemara. And it's there waiting for you. Whatever language you want, whatever medium you want, whatever time you want. You could even control the speed that you listen. I hear this from many people at my yeah. share. They said, oh, Rabbi Silva, we love listening to your share at 1.5 speed. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. 1.5, 2.5. Whatever it is, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. But jump in. And I want to thank my dear Javier from Baltimore who made the road trip with me today. Baruch Hashem Tabir, I, like this Kila, I am ridiculously privileged. I say, Miliski, I have to apologize for saying this. I have the most incredible kahila in the world. I have the most incredible kahila in the world. Maybe you have second. But Baruch Hashem, I feel incredibly privileged to really have, to have struck the jackpot with my beautiful kahila Baruch Hashem. And I don't have balabatim, I only have chavirim. I only have wonderful and close friends. And that is a personal schus. Some of them are here with me today. And Chavir, thank you so much for joining me on this beautiful spiritual journey. So I want to share with you 
a short idea. A short idea, I know that there's still a siyam in Hashem, but I think it's important to recognize that this siyam is not happening in a vacuum, and this siyam is happening in the backdrop of a war. And it's not just a war that's happening 6,000 miles away. It's a war of Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael and Am Yisrael in Diaspora as well. We see what our brothers and sisters have to contend with in the state of Israel. And we see the resurgence of anti-Semitism, overwhelming anti-Semitism, here, right in our own backyards. And so we hope that Amir Hashem, in the merit of this Siyum, in the merit of our Talmud Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should watch over each and every one of our holy soldiers, most beautiful and precious neshamas, who are willing to be most nefesh for Am Yisrael and for Eretz Yisrael. In the schus of our Talmud Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should allow them to be successful in all of their missions and Amir Hashem come back to their families, B'Shalom and B'Karov. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael the incredible amount of chizuk that they need to weather these difficult days, to oversee, to overcome these incredible challenges. And Halavai, we should be Zilcha Mirat Hashem that our next Siyum will not be here in the beautiful social hall of OT, but Halavai, our next Siyum Mirat Hashem will be in Yerushalayim Habnuya. Our next Siyum Mirat Hashem be with all of the Ami Yisrael together. Our next Siyum Mirat Hashem will be with the Melech HaMashiach, all of us gathered together in the shade of the walls of the third base Hamikdash. Shem here, Rabbi Aminu. Amen. There's an incredible last line in the Gemara. And I know that the Messiah is going to be speaking on this, on this same Gemara as well. So I'm going to try to take it a little bit of a different, a different direction. The Gemara talks about professions. And specifically discusses Rabbi Nooroi. And Rabbi Nooroi says, this is the last few lines of the Gemara. Maniach ani kol umno sheba olam. I would go ahead and set aside all professions in the world. Ve'eni malamid es bini Torah. And I would just go ahead and teach my son Torah. Why? What's, what's the my love Torah over every other profession? You know, there's something interesting at your profession, about professions in general. No matter what your profession is, it only serves you as long as what? As long as what? You could do it. In other words, you could be a world-renowned physician. And that's fantastic as long as you either have the physical abilities, the physical skill and agility, or the mental acumen to execute the dictates of your profession. But someone could be a world-renowned physician, and either, again, they don't have the cognitive abilities, they don't have the physical abilities, and years, years of an incredibly successful and meaningful profession are gone. And you could plug that into anything, any profession, Habino Rai says, your profession in this world only serves you as long as you have the ability to execute. In your old age, if you can't work, if you can't work, right, then ultimately, again, you could suffer famine, you know, as an aside. You know, you see this a lot. You see this when people retire. It's a fascinating thing to see people when they retire, right? Some people retire and they look like lost children like wandering around, wondering, what should I do in life? Because a career, especially a meaningful one, is not just something you earn to for, you do for a paycheck, but it defines your existence. And suddenly when that's gone, so what, what do I do? What do I do? So Rabbi Nari says, about Torah, ain't okay. Torah is not like this. Rather, Torah stands by your side when you are young. Now listen to these words, Rabbi Nari says. 
And Torah gives you acharis. How would you define acharis? Acharis? A future. Torah gives you a future. Vitikva and hope in your old age. What a fascinating statement. And then Rabbi Norai goes on to go ahead and call Psukim. So Torah stands by your side when you're young. I understand that. I understand that. When a person learns Torah, whatever Torah you're going to learn, Daf Yomi, Amad Yomi, Nach Yomi, Rambam Yomi, whatever you're learning, right? Shtayim Mikro, whatever you're learning in life, Torah stands by your side. Torah holds you up. Torah supports you. I understand that. Especially when you're young and easily swayed and sometimes even easily corruptible. Torah keeps you honest. Torah keeps you on the straight path. But what does it mean when it says that in your old age, no senes lo achris v'tikva? Torah gives you literally a future and hope. What does that mean? Torah gives you a future and hope. So maybe Pashup Shat, simple ideas referring to the world to come. That whatever Torah you learn in this world, you have in this world, you have in the world to come. That's possible. But perhaps it can mean something else as well. Now, I quoted a couple of weeks ago in, in Shabbos in my shul. There's an incredible Arizal. The Ari Kadosh brings down in the Sharha Gilgulim. I'm going to do Hasidus here or no? A little bit? Okay. All right. You can make a Lechayim beforehand if you need it. We're going to do a little. little. So the Arizal, the Ari Kadosh brings down the Sharha Gilgulim something amazing. He says he's actually commenting on the name change of Avram Avinu. That Avram's name is changed, we know, from Avram to Avraham. And of course, the name is quite significant. Avram, Avaram, represented a man who would have an impact on a limited geographic area. Avraham, Avhamon Goyim, a father of multitude of nations, a dramatic amplified impact. And the Ari says, the following Shah Gugul, listen to this. The Ari writes that a person has two names. A person has two names. The first name they're given is the name your parents give you when you're born. And the Ari quotes the idea that parents are given a degree of Ruach HaKodesh, a degree of prophecy when they name their child. Because as the Gemara says, a name captures the entire essence of a person. So how do you give your child, who you might only know for a little bit of time, right? A boy, maybe eight days, a girl, could be just even a couple of hours to so give her a name. So how is a parent supposed to give a name to a child that captures the totality of that child's essence? And Ari explains very simply, but yet very profoundly, divine assistance. HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps the parent give them the name. And that name, your birth name, is the name that captures the totality of who you are. The greatness you possess. The kolchos you have. The abilities which reside inside you. But then the Ari says there's another name. Listen to this. What he calls... The shame hashavar, or the shame hashvira. It's your broken name. Your broken name is the name that describes all of the things which are broken and in a state of disrepair inside of you. And each of us have it. We have things that are broken. We have things that are demolished. And some of us have things that have been in a state of disrepair for a very long time. And some of that disrepair maybe was caused by others. And some of that disrepair maybe was caused by bad decisions and wrong turns in life. But we all have that broken name. So the Ari goes on, he says, the entire essence of life is not to focus on your birth name. He says the entire essence of life is to focus on your broken name. On your broken name. To identify what's broken inside of me. 
and how could I fix it? What's misfiring and how could I repair it? What's going wrong and how could I put myself on the proper trajectory of life? A birth name which represents your kedusha, your holiness, and a broken name which represents everything that is in a state of disrepair needs to be repaired. But the truth is there's a third name. What's the third name? writes in the opening Pasuk of this Pasuk's parasha. Torah Kedosha says, Vayira elav Hashem. The Ribbono Shal Olam appeared to Avram Avinu. V'hu Yoshev Pesach. Avram Avinu was sitting at the entrance of the tent, Kechom Ayom. And the question that everyone asks is why isn't Avram Avinu's name mentioned? It should have said, Vayira Hashem el Avraham. But it doesn't, it just says a love. Elizabeth says, the Rebbe says that sometimes in life, a person could do something so incredible. A person could accomplish something of such epic proportions that they outgrow their birth name, that they go ahead and they become someone different. Or in other words, perhaps what the Rebbe is telling us is there's a third name. The third name is your transcendent identity. There's a third name. So I have a broken name, which represents the stuff that's broken inside of me. I have a birth name, which represents